Warning, incoming game. Warning, incoming game. So uh, what, what are you working on over there, Jess? Well, what rhymes with laugh? Uh, half, carafe, oh, oh, sorry, why? Ben, no, shh, shh, Ben, they're listening. Oh, oh, welcome to Incoming Game, the podcast where we watch... And rewatch The season finale of season three of the 90s animated series, Reboot. I'm Jessica, and I've been a fan for a long time. I'm Ben, and I'm watching this for the first time. Each week, we'll take an episode, inject some trivia, dissect it, and try to find our frostiest moments. In some order. This week, we're surprisingly musical in End Program. Or End Prog. I guess it depends on how you go about it. I say End Prog. How are you doing this week, Ben? I've got a very strange week. I've got trees falling outside my window because <laughs> of the cold. Ugh. I uh, go into a video game concert tomorrow night. A video game concert? I need to know how that works. Yeah, it's like an orchestra where they're going to be playing video game music. Oh, fun. And then a sci-fi trivia night after that with a costume contest. I'm very jealous of that. I saw that you were going, (laughs) and I really want to go. Yeah, I'm going to be a Kirk casual again. (laughs) (laughs) And on the other side of that, I've actually started watching Voyager uh, in between my DS9 episodes. So I've been enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Nice. I like that one. I think it's a good, good series. Yeah. So how about you? What have you been up to? Surviving snow, uh, for one. Yeah. Uh, so far, a pretty uneventful week. We're almost at Thanksgiving, so just a heads up to everyone. We will be taking a week off for the holiday. Um, American Thanksgiving, that is. Canadian Thanksgiving already passed. <laughs> this will be long out of date by the time this airs. <laughs> yeah. So just FYI, when we miss an episode and you're going, it's not holidays yet. It is for us in the past. <laughs> Sorry, future people. Yeah. So, Ben, you ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right, we're doing Season 3, Episode 16, End Program. First aired on January 24th, 1998. It was written by Ken Pontac. The story is by Gavin Blair, Ian Pearson, Dan DiDio, Len Wein, Phil Mitchell, and Marv Wolfman. And Mainframe is crashing. Yeah, I feel like this might be a very short recap. We'll see. I, I might go- Actually, I'm going to duck out for the next 10 minutes or so, because I really only want to talk about the ending. <laughs> We didn't get there yet, Ben. Can I actually, speaking of, actually going back to the intro, uh, why have we never commented on the fact that Dot's command center is called command.com? My format, command.com. She is the command.com. Yeah, she's the command dot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why we've never commented on it before, but there you have it. So yeah, there's lots of very moody shots uh, in the ruins of Mainframe. We open once again on a bunch of depressed binomes milling about, this time waiting in line for the bathroom. To no end, as it seems, because one of them actually poops their diaper again. Yeah, there's this, another saggy diaper. <laughs> They're wounded and scared and muttering, we're doomed, as they slowly shuffle along. And then uh, Fong continues the happy narrative by telling everyone that uh, there's no hope. We're all screwed. Might as well deal with it now. I am sorry, my children. But Mainframe is dying. Yeah, Mainframe's dying. It's too far gone to save. Andrea adds that they can't make repairs without powering up, and 
powering up would just cause more shutdowns. Mouse glances over at the little girl who's like peeking in from the curtains. And I got a flash of that, what is that Hitler movie, Downfall, where there's like a bunch of women crying outside his office. Oh, the one that they made into a meme? Yeah, yeah, it's just like got the picture of them all like, <laughs> like it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> this is when Bob decides to speak up and says, there might be an idea. It's kind of a long shot, which, you know, you could have brought this up a little bit earlier, but he's interrupted by a game klaxon. A game? A game? Enzo and Andrea start to head towards it and uh, ask Bob if he's coming, but he's too busy squeezing out a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Bob decides he's not going and that no one else should either. Goes against everything I am, but we have to stay out of that game. His long shot plan is to let the system crash. Let the game come, let the user win, and the system crashes, and maybe, just maybe, the user will force a restart. It's not guaranteed, but it's a risk he's willing to make everyone take. <laughs> Enzo's really not having this. His, it's like, like literally, it's his programming. Like, he, he needs to go. And Bob's straining himself, too, but like it takes him like holding him back. <laughs> and he manages to stall Enzo long enough for the game to fall without them inside. And then uh, Dot and Fong start to make sure everyone's PIDs are accounted for. Enzo starts pacing the room, while Mouse and Ray head off to try and keep the masses calm. Yeah, they try to keep up morale with what morale is left. Uh, Ray offers to save Mouse, and only Mouse. You know, I could take you away from all this. <laughs> a little bit of a jerk move. <laughs> they still have their disaster boners as they, like, walk and talk about leaving behind this shithole town. She mentions, like, I must be getting soft. And he implies that he's pretty hard. I mean, smitten. <laughs> Can we go back, though? Because they come across that girl again who, like, drunkenly sways and drops her guardian doll. Mm -hmm. And so is this, like, a baby or the kid we've seen before, just grown up now? I don't know. I, like, was wondering that, too, because I'm fairly certain we see the baby later with his parents. Right. So... The doll is just a mass merchandised thing. <laughs> maybe? Everyone's, everyone's got a guardian doll? Yeah. She's an angry drunk, though, because, like, as Mouse goes to give the doll back, she, like, swipes it out of her hand. I'm not sure what they're trying to do with her. Like, I don't know if she's supposed to be, like, faint or what. <laughs> yeah. She's not just, like, a normal little girl. She's, so she's about to faint or she's kind of drunk or something. But something definitely is wrong with her, though. <laughs> the power in the game is building up, which is signaling that it's about to leave. Fong finishes counting for the last of the PIDs when everyone's favorite virus vamps out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, what are we waiting for? <laughs> And she brought biscuits. Which, Hex is British? <laughs> well, the creators are. <laughs> Somehow she turned Air Doctor and Bunnyfoot into Christmas cookies. <laughs> okay, so they're obviously in the shape of Air Doctor and Bunnyfoot. Are they actually Air Doctor and Bunnyfoot? <laughs> are you going well, to be eating, like, cannibalism Because here? remember, yeah, she snuck up on them and, like, did something to them a couple she episodes ago. She did something ago. to them, yeah. <laughs> she turned them into cookies. <laughs> it's still weird seeing her mouth move and face emote, too. The game departs just as Bob tries desperately to convince Fong of something. Fong, please? Until he gives in to letting Hex have an icon as well. Very well, but I cannot believe I am doing this. Although she's not exactly sure where to put it. <laughs> she's like, what do I do with this? Her clothing is tiny, so <laughs> it's hard to find a space. With that, the game ends and the system begins to crash again. And we get a lot of little vignettes of how people are spending their last moments, which mostly involve drinking. There's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of uh, holding each other close, including hack and slash. 
Cecil's dodging projectile bottles. Uh, the nerdy binom gets the courage to hit on Bula. Which, you know, she just like pats his head. And he seems to be cool with that. Uh, can you blame him? <laughs> and Mouse uses this moment to uh, stick her tongue down Ray's throat. Yeah, she's getting hornier by the second. Like the 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 more things like come down around them, like the more she just wants to to mack it. In a moment that's really sad for me, we get to see the D from Dot's diner sink into oblivion. I thought that was that was an emotional moment. Yeah, and we fade out on Bob and Dot gazing into each other's eyes as the end arrives. Which guys. You don't know if you're going to live. Why is why are you not kissing yet? <laughs> why did you wait? Mouse is kissing for both of them. <laughs> They're just like really turned off. I like like Mouse, come on. This is not the time. So in a reboot first, we get to see outside of the computer. I mean, only the screen and very close up, but it's outside the computer. Yeah, it's a prompt screen. Uh, green text appears, asks if the user wants to restart and restore, and both times an emphatic yes is typed in. A bright light appears above the principal office, and with a shower of colorful fireworks, it is restored to its former glory. Every sector is bathed in gold and brought back to life. It's shiny and perfect. <laughs> and on all of them, uh, the binomes we'd left behind. And- including Mouse, who is still Frenching Ray. <laughs> yeah. Bob's apartment building is restored. So is Megabyte's lair, which is a little strange. Um, the city lights all turn on. Dot's diner is rebuilt. A bunch of pop-up ads show up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we even get binomes that we had previously seen die. Uh, the ones that fell off the dock in the previous episode, the very beginning. They're all brought back from hell as they appear in flames. <laughs> <laughs> even Hex gets all tingly. Yeah. Uh, Slash nearly faints at the sight of everything, and Bulla throws her new bow in the air a few times. (laughs) The infected viral binomes all have the evil sucked out of them, as the uh, recently rebuilt Tor is now (laughs) un-rebuilt. And uh, Hex, too, is apparently disinfected, and families start getting reunited. Mouse finally releases Ray, (laughs) and Bob and Dot finally kiss. (laughs) Mouse starts smoking a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, that was good for me. (sighs) Thanks, sugar. What a way to go. <laughs> Fong starts snapping pictures of Bob and Dot like he's the paparazzi. Like, ooh, caught him. To be fair, it's a pretty perfect kiss. She's even got the little foot in the air. <laughs> then out of nowhere, a young boy's voice rings out, and Bob is tackled by season one Enzo. Hey, Bob, what happened to your hair? It's so cool. And your costume alphanumeric. Everyone looks at Big Enzo like, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he just shrugs. He's like, I don't know. Don't look at me. <laughs> Which, at this point, we kind of do a glance down at Enzo's PID and see that it was in game sprite mode the whole time. Uh, which, I guess, with the system backed up. They needed a new Enzo. They needed a new Enzo. So, if you think back to last episode, that scene that felt like it was too long and why was it there? Mm-hmm. Was also that we could see him go into game sprite mode and then forget to turn it back. <laughs> and then we cut to credits. And that's it. End of the episode. But wait, there's more! What follows is the only thing I wanted to talk about for this episode. (laughs) The previous 18 minutes have just been a lead-up to this. To be fair, it is probably the best season ending of pretty much any show ever. (laughs) Mike the TV interrupts the credit sequence to introduce the mainframe players doing a musical recreation of the entire events of the season to the tune of I Am the Very Model of a Modern Major General. (laughs) 
Almost every model used in the series fills up an audience, and we get to see a bouncing scuzzy keeping time. Yeah, yeah we have binomes done up in sprite face, and the, uh, the bouncing ball lyrics are lampooning the plot points. Like, they even hit on some things that we picked on. Like, they specifically point out how much of a piece of shit Enzo was. I soon became enraged by each and every bad experience. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he sucked as a kid and also was a rage-filled douche as an adult. <laughs> So, like, way to make both versions of Enzo feel bad about themselves in the audience. (laughs) Someone in this show, if not multiple people, are giant theater nerds. Like, everything was done as if it was in a play. You know, you have uh, the little tricks they would use. Like, the guy that was Fong had the head that goes above him and he was using a little stick to move his mouth up and down. Yeah, yeah. That was great. And the guy that's playing Enzo has like a little, he's one of the one-eyed binomes. Yeah. He's got like a little like thing to like go over his eye when he wants to switch eyes. It's great. They even have that, there's the throwaway line that you talked about where Web Bob was named Interface. I met up with the Web Riders and took the form of Interface. Which was never referenced previously. Never referenced in the series. Except for this one moment. So now you know, he used to be called Interface. The dancing binome version of Hex was also very funny to me. <laughs> oh, I loved the fact that was another like fun theater trick thing they did where they were, like they had like five million hexes. Right. And you just had one person that was the singing hex, but everyone else played her faces. Did they have I didn't um think about this until now, but like were the uh were the other hexes like to just show the mask, were they all in like black costume? No, they're still they're in red as well. Oh, okay. That would have been fun if it was just, like, the floating masks so they had just, like, black unitards. (laughs) The whole thing is a fantastic production, and I've easily watched it multiple times outside of the series. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Like, I mean, at the end, everyone claps, and Fong's happy ending photos close out the series. And that was, for a while, the end of the series. But uh, ended up just being the end of season three. For now. (laughs) For now. Reboot! So what'd you think about this episode? I love this episode. <laughs> I mean, obviously, okay, it's hard to take the episode in and of itself without that ending. And I suppose that if you were trying to do the episode without the musical number, it would feel like a kind of weird season finale. Like it should have, all that stuff, they probably could have fit in the end of last episode in some ways. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah. But they obviously had a little bit more that they wanted to tell and give some time to those emotional moments. Which they would have had to cut out a lot of those emotional moments if they had fitted into the end of the last one. You say that, but I felt like that whole lead up, like that 18 minutes or whatever it was, did have quite a bit of padding in there of just like a lot of people's reaction shots. Like the, the, the main characters themselves don't do much at all. Like they basically just see mainframe collapsing around them, decide to let it happen, and then the user reboots the system. And that's it. And then we have this crazy wacky theater number. That's the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it for that ending. That ending is amazing. I, I still remembered the lyrics to that song between like years and years of having watched the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> but like that final bit, starting with seeing the second Enzo and then continuing into the musical bit was great. Like that made the entire episode for me. I mean, it's fantastic. And it's hard to separate one from the other. Like it, it is all one episode. And with that being the end is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like for me like in the words of adam pranica i medium liked it <laughs> I medium. like i thought it was good but it wouldn't be in like my top favorites or anything you know just because of that for me that ending makes it one of the best endings of a season ever i would say of a series and i think like had 
this series ended here, most people would have been happy. Like, um, yeah, they would have been sad that they missed out on some of the stuff that they laid in there, like the demon thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And now there's a second Enzo. Like, yeah, it would have been missed, but that's a great note to go out on. Oh, for sure. Like, the way they turned it right back around to Talent Night Part 2 was so (laughs) unexpected, caught me off guard, and I just loved it. Like, so even if the preceding 15 minutes was just a bunch of moody shots, you know, it still, like, made up for it. So here's a couple questions. Go for it. What was the whole deal with giving Hex the icon at the end? This is what I. This is how I picture it. So I've got my computer on. I have a restore point before I got infected, mm-hmm. and then Fong went in and made sure all the PIDs were added. So he threw in some extra game sprite version Enzo and the pirates that probably weren't there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was going to be restored back to that pre-viral state. Which you would want. Yes, except that would get rid of Hex. And now Bob's friends with Hex. So he's cataloged her, added her to the restore state. It gets restored and Hex comes along with it. Okay. I guess I wasn't clear that like she was definitely for sure a good guy now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she is. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like wouldn't you want to... She like, did just... turn some binums into cookies for people to eat <laughs> so right that's what i'm saying it's so like wouldn't you want to play it safe and you know maybe just let hex disappear <laughs> i guess bob is just it's not the kind of guy he is because I, I guess what i wasn't clear on was it seemed at one point like giving hex the icon was going to give her control like to cause the system to crash oh which is is an interesting setup, you know, and they, they do set up a lot of fun things here, like having two Enzos and having a virus that's on your side, kind of, and this super virus that's out there somewhere and, you know, evil guardians and all that stuff. So, yeah, we don't know anything about Daemon. No, that's common. <laughs> but I mean, as of the end of season three. As of the end of season three, no, we don't know anything other than Daemon is controlling multiple guardians and they're really bad news. And that's about it. <laughs> We'll we'll leave that you know to come back to in five years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you guys can sit on that, right? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Alphanumeric. So, uh, what do we have for bits and bites this week? Uh, so we've got a reference uh, where someone goes, "Oh, great, Norton's ghost," which is a <laughs> reference to Norton antivirus, which makes sense because everyone's getting unviraled at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the finale song is obviously. Uh, Modern Major General from Gilbert and Sullivan's Pirates of Penzance. We get to see in the show Cyrus, who is now, I guess, nice and has found his calling as uh, the guy from Riverdance. <laughs> when Megabyte shows up in the song, we get a little West Side Story reference as he snaps into the scene. <laughs> the little girl who drops her doll uh, it later pests the doll with a bit of orange hair pasted on it which is supposed to reference Mouse, who saved the doll earlier from her drunken dropping. <laughs> she, she like, grab a lock of her hair? <laughs> She's making a voodoo doll. <laughs> oh, no. Run, Mouse, run. And uh, I noticed this. I'm very happy that I noticed this because it's super fun. The little drinking party that's happening outside with everyone getting drunk and angry at Cecil. So it's Old Man Pearson, Mr. Christopher, Gavin Capacitor, and Mr. Mitchell. Oh. For all the characters who are named after the creators and producers. That's a good call. I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) You know what? We also can't leave without the token Star Trek reference as uh, Picard comes back. Oh, yes. We did get a random Star Trek guy. I'm not sure which one that was supposed to be. I think, wasn't that the Picard one who was, like, threatening Megabyte and got vaporized? I assumed so. 
but I wasn't positive. The line must be drawn here. <laughs> See, now you've seen that movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is wrong. This is all wrong. So, Jessica. So, Ben. In the course of watching this episode, did you find a Tony Award winning frosty moment? <laughs> I mean, I'm very tempted to say the entire last five minutes of the show. If you did, then we would be tied. <laughs> Because that is mine. <laughs> I feel like I should probably pick something a little bit more particular. Because, I mean... I don't think you can pick anything else. That's got to be it. It's hard to pick something specific. This is the first time I noticed that um, Grown Up Enzo had the little, like, eye cap to go over his eye. With a <laughs> gold one. And I thought that was fantastic. We get the little bit of reel as they're, like, walking through the games. And it's like, don't roll past here. Because it says on the screen... <laughs> Uh, like the little fong, I love the little fong with the guy and the stick to open up and close the mouth. And then the people with sparklers are the people, like, it's just, it feels like you could make this production in a theater. The lyrics were hilarious too. The lyrics were so good. The grim aggressor man and yeah. <laughs> all that he could say was no. <laughs> and then there's the one part where Enzo looks all sad because he's been like, like, oh, he's bad at things. And then he's like, look, and he's like, ooh, sparkly. I got that too. I was like, oh, they made him feel like such an asshole. <laughs> There's nothing else that would top the, the last five minutes as a whole for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I can get any more particular than that, the last five minutes. And it sounds like you've got the same, same, the same exact thought. Yeah. <laughs> What we really need is to get Lin-Manuel Miranda in here to do just a full three-hour reboot musical. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So let's jump into our mailbag. All right. So as per usual, we put out a call on Twitter. It's a little bit late today. Sorry about that, guys. I know. It's a busy day at work. Mm. (laughs) I put out a call on Twitter and Facebook to... Uh, see if anyone's got any questions or comments on today's episode. So let's see what people have to say. Uh, Cameron O'Hara on Twitter says, dude, that Mike the TV animation is lit. I love the shot of Bob and Dot before they fade to black. And there's so many emotional moments this season, especially with Dot. Also, Enzo's voice got way deep. Yeah, this is another one where both Mike and then several binomes at the very end, like, they were, like, super squishy and stretchy. Like They were very squishy. To a point where it was almost, like, too much. <laughs> but I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> yeah, there's some... I noticed some binomes as they were doing that, like, finale. That, yeah. like, the, the top of their head is, like, all the way bent back, and their mouths were, like, coming up. It was crazy. Their mouth was five feet away from them. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It looked great. But, yes, I agree, uh... The shot of Bob and Dot before they fade to black was very emotional. I really, the, the D, the Dot's Diner is what, what got me. But yeah, so Enzo's voice did get deep. It's the same kid though. So they obviously waited, I think, a little bit between <laughs> recording. <laughs> they did, must not have had the script yet. And his voice just started to drop. <laughs> Kimora at Wacko Magoose says, uh, even if there had not been a season four, I feel this would have been a perfect series finale. And says, everything really is alphanumeric now. But wait. User spam it. We forgot about the daemon thing we set up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We'll get back to it. Just give us a few years. Gavin chimes in too. He says that he only let Bob and Dot kiss because they thought they were done. <laughs> <laughs> At 
Serpers92, Anthony Kuchar on Twitter, say that his mom is a big fan of Gilbert and Sullivan musicals, and she loves this episode. So this is, a, this is an episode that brings families together, which I enjoy. Steph Naylor says that, uh, fun fact, she used to write episode poems like the musical number in this app and send them to Mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love it. <laughs> at Rob Horrocks 432 on Twitter says glorious end to a glorious season the musical recap was a brilliant and unique way to end the season on a high note only Avatar has done anything remotely similar but even then it wasn't quite as fun yes I agree this is this is probably on par with that Avatar episode that you're talking about um, but this one is musical so it kind of wins out <laughs> oh Kimura's uh frostiest moment is when uh, Mike says that he's now in charge. The camera binome just walks away with the camera like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, in that scene, there's like the Afro binome in the back is like doing a dance. Yeah. Like those guys that are like in the background of news shots that try and get on TV. <laughs> there's a whole discussion about deus ex machina, and if the user lives outside the net, then this may be the only example of deus in machina. <laughs> Yeah, there's some discussion on what the correct Latin term would be. <laughs> I do think this is kind of a good example of deus ex machina, since we do have like a god for all intents and purposes. Right. But in some ways, it also feels like, well, duh, like you're not going to restart your computer. Like everyone's going to restart their, like, why would you not restart your computer? And you know what? You know what? Cameron says they also, you know, don't touch on the whole, but I intend to find out if the user lives outside the net kind of thing. But he actually really does because he didn't know if they were going to get restarted. And so this is proof to him that the user does, in fact, live outside the net. This is almost a uh, proof of religious conviction here. Right. Like he had faith. And sure enough, God exists. (laughs) And he's a gamer. Yay. Way to make a statement, mainframe. Uh, so William Burton on Facebook asks, or is wondering why they used restart instead of reboot and th- thinks that it was an honest mistake on the part of mainframe. But uh, Gavin jumped in to let him know that there's actually a story behind it, but that's not it. Maybe Gavin will fill us in on the little behind the scenes. Yeah, next bonus episode. <laughs> we have a nice new uh, iTunes review. Ooh. So AMR736 writes in and says, Jessica and Ben run an awesome podcast, which is very organized. I love that. That's the key adjective that that we're organized. (laughs) He doesn't know what happens on the cutting room floor here (laughs) and what I have to shuffle around. (laughs) A Golden Pigtail Award goes to your podcast. Aw, thanks. (laughs) So nice. We should should also thank Nolan Hayes for upgrading his uh, Patreon donation. And Nolan now gets to pick an episode for us to watch. So, uh... I am horrified. I'm terrified about what he's going to pick. <laughs> ben doesn't trust you, Nolan. No, I've had to... <laughs> I've had to put my foot down and say we're not watching the three-hour Battlestar Galactica miniseries. <laughs> so thanks to everybody who's been uh, writing to us and donating and all that. Yes, it's always appreciated. Uh, we're getting towards the end of the show and it's really been a really fun ride with everyone and we're so glad that people actually listen to the show and talk to us about it you know it's really cool yeah and people are you know donating money to our dumb podcasts (laughs) (laughs) we really really appreciate it you guys i think it's time to make this voyage unprofitable is there anything you want to recommend to our listeners this week uh yeah so um i'm gonna recommend 
I've mentioned before, my good friend from college, my roommate was the one that kind of like got me into Reboot. So her name is Dawn, but uh, online she is known as Storm Akima. So that's A-K-I-M-A, which is actually a reference to Titan AE, because she loves Titan AE. And she does uh, YouTube reaction videos. Um, so if you search YouTube for Storm Akima, you can check out her YouTube reaction videos, which does everything from Game of Thrones to Avatar Last Airbender and Star Wars and all the Marvel movies and Stranger Things and all this fun stuff. It's her and her family. She makes really fun cosplay costumes like giant mascots and she has like a little rocket raccoon guy. A lot of fun stuff. So yeah, go check her out. She's really fun uh, and cool. And I'm trying to get her on this podcast with us, <laughs> but she's very busy. So <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to get her in before the end of the series. Got eight left. <laughs> ben, do you have anything you'd like to recommend today? Um, Nothing new. I think the only thing I would say is that uh, Star Trek Discovery has come out on Blu-ray. So if you hadn't caught it on the streaming service, you can now watch it on physical media. So get on that if you haven't. But I don't really have anything else. Okay. So what are we looking at next time? All right. So as I mentioned previously, uh, we will be skipping a week for the holidays. We also will be recording a a special episode for Patreon peeps. We'll be doing an episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. And also the reboot PlayStation video game. Don't forget. Oh, yes. And we'll also be doing an episode for the reboot PlayStation video game. We're all very excited about that. And then uh, after all of that is done, we will be starting season four with Damon Rising. So we <gasps> are jumping right in to the dropped plot point. And everything is very 80s. 80s? Not what you would expect, but it's very 80s. Okay. Is this like Bill and Ted's excellent uh, binome adventure? Oh, only the flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I think that'll do it. Uh, If you want to join us next time, you can always find us on Incoming Game Pod on Twitter and Incoming Game Cast on Facebook and IncomingGameCast.com. You can find me online at Dudworks, D-U-D-W-O-R-K-S. You can find me online at Stravino Lady. That's S-T-I-R-V-I-N-O Lady. Uh, The music is Spasmatica Polka by Kevin McLeod. And uh, I think, are you just about finished up with that? All right. I think I'm good. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. I thought it'd be a fun idea to do a rewatch podcast show, but what to pick? There were so many cool programs that I didn't know. I called up Ben and asked if he would join the silly enterprise and learned he'd never watch reboot. Come on, can you believe it, guys? I signed up for this podcast thing and thought that it would be a laugh. Took notes and edit everyone because we have no production staff. I am the very model of a reboot rewatch podcast host. I inject trivia and find some moments frostier than most. I am the very model of a reboot rewatch podcast host. I inject trivia and find some moments frostier than most. Stay frosty, folks. Did you find a Broadway musical version <laughs> of a Frosty Moment? Frosty Moment? <laughs> no. Hold Can on. I try that again? <laughs> I am the very model of a Rebot. Yeah. Rebot. I am the Rebot.
I am the very bottle of a Reebok. Re- Reebok again! <laughs> Damn it! I am the very bottle of a Reebok. Re- <laughs> you can't. It. You can't not say Reebok now. <laughs> All right. I am the very model of a Reebok. Re- I can't. I, I swear to God, I was just like in my head. I was saying reboot, and my mouth just came out Reebok. 